So I spoke to my guest just before COVID happened. He was going to tour Australia with Zoot and then a pandemic happened. We never got to see him. So hopefully we will see him soon. In the meantime, though, we are able to enjoy his brand new album. It is called Automatic. It is a superb listen. The great Rick Springfield joins me. Rick, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. A global pandemic stopped us from seeing you last time. Can we see you again at some stage? We're all excited about it. We actually wrote uh, some so- new songs, and we're all very jazzed about it. But uh didn't happen. We've got to get you home. We've got to get you to the, in front of the Australian audience at some stage. I know. I know. I miss Australia. I miss it so much, actually, that I, uh, I imported a 55 FJ Holden Ute. It's the only one on the road in America. And boy, does it get some looks. Oh, that is beautiful. So you're driving the streets of New York or the streets of LA in that? Yeah. That is awesome. People can't figure it out. What is that? They go, is that a, is that a Morris? Or <laughs> I said, no, it's a Holden, dude. Just... That is so great. At least and people know. It's a drive. It's right-hand drive and it's three on the tree. And I remember that from my dad. I remember sitting next to my dad and my dad doing this, you know, and uh, I I smile every time I get into it. And We live at the beach in Malibu and I drive it by the beach. And I wish I surfed because it's a perfect surf truck. But I I just love the feeling of driving it along the beach. It's just amazing. You've got that strut sound and they all car smell. Nostalgia each and every time you, uh, each and every time you get in the car. Hey, congratulations on the new album. 20 songs. I mean, 20 great songs. That's very prolific for a musician to put that many songs on an album. I guess you've got lots to share, lots of stories to tell. Yeah. I, I, it was weird. Um, I started doing it, uh, I did a record a different way where I'd write a song and then go and record it from top to bottom and then go out and write another song and then come in. Whereas normally, you know, you write a bunch of songs, you go in with a band and you record all the songs together. So it was a little different like that. So I didn't really kind of keep count of how many songs there were. I just kept writing and going and recording and writing and going and recording. And when it was done, I looked, you know, I go, wow, well, I guess we'll cut some somewhere. Right. But we decided to just put them all on because it, uh, it tells, you know, it's something that I was doing then. And, uh, Writers don't like to cut stuff, as you know. I heard you say, too, somewhere the album is your three favorite things, God, sex, and death. Favorite things to dwell on, I would say. Not necessarily favorite things, but favorite things to dwell on, yes. There's a lot of mentions of God. I didn't realize it until I looked at the lyrics and kind of, you know, I had to write them out. For, for the album, the CD that we actually, you know, that we still make hard CDs. And actually it's a vinyl album too. So it's a double vinyl album. It's my first double album. But, um, yeah, I mentioned God quite a bit in there <laughs> in different songs. And, uh, and sex is obviously always there, although sadly not as prevalent as it used to be. But, uh, and I've had, you know, a couple of friends die and I've wrote a couple of songs. There's two songs on there about some, two close friends that we lost uh, over the last year. So, yeah, it's it's very much about those those three things. 
I wondered about that. We are eternal. She walks with angels. Is it easier to write a song about happier things, you know, love and girls, etc.? Or is yeah, it easy? I'm more on the dark side, you know. I mean, even Jesse's Girl is considered, you know, a happy pop song. It's not. It's actually about sexual angst and something that I didn't get. Uh, don't talk to strangers. It's sexual paranoia, you know. I mean, there's a, I, I usually write from the unhappy side <laughs> i don't I, I think that's because that's when i feel i need to set, write something when i'm happy you know i don't feel like writing so uh and obviously when someone dies close it, it like i wrote a song for my dad when my dad died it was the first one and it helps to focus my thoughts rather than just letting them run around, oh, my God, they're gone, oh, my God, they're gone, you know, where did they go, you know, it helps me focus on that. So that's one of the reasons I do it. Also, second, to honor them, honor their lives. And um, third, just because I love to write, and death is a pretty heavy thing to write about. (laughs) You know, it is, but I'm amazed with the album too because your sound is so great in this album. The guitar riffs, the synthesizers, the voice. Your voice sounds like it hasn't changed at all. And the lady who sings with you in a lot of the songs, I mean, the way your voices blend is just perfect. Yeah, she's a, she's a friend of mine, Wendy Wagner. She's the only other vocalist on the record. I, did, I played all, most of the instruments because it was just writing and then going in and recording. It was easier to do all that. Plus, I knew what I wanted. Wendy sung on stuff before, and I love her voice. And I, and I get sick of my voice. So I, wanted, I wrote lines specific, not just harmonies, but lines, lead lines for her to sing, counter lines for, to, to what I was singing. Because I wanted that. I wanted her voice on the record, basically. And um, so I... She's on quite a few. I mean, it's almost, I say on the record, it's featuring Wendy Wagner as on lead and background because she is so great. She sings at the moment. She's singing with uh, Joe Walsh and, and she has done so much. She's was a hidden voice for Britney Spears and all this amazing. She's just such a great singer. She can tell other singers when they're flat. <laughs> She goes, you know, we've had other singers in before doing backgrounds, and she goes, yeah, Jim, you're a little flat on that that second word. You know, she'll <laughs> tell, like, professional singers they're flat. Uh, but she's amazing, and, and I love to work with her, and she's a lot of fun, and and uh, I love again, I love the combo of the two voices, yeah. Oh, the voices together are amazing. I read you going out on tour, you and the Hooters and Tommy Two-Tone and Paul Young. Is, are you looking forward to not only playing your classics, but the fact that you've now got this album, you've got these new songs, you get to show them and play them for an audience too. That must be fun. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's um, a bit different than our regular show, which is longer because we only, we, because the package show, we only have an hour. So, you know, and, and everyone's doing their hits. So it's kind of a hits show. So obviously we're going to do the hits, but we are doing the song automatic because I had, I wanted to do at least one song in the, in this show. And the audience really gets it, which is great. Cause you know, new song, sometimes you'll hear, you know, polite clapping, but when you hear cheering and screaming after it, it's, it's a, a positive sign. It's a very high energy song, but, uh, yeah, the, the, we've done, how many shows have we done? Like four? Yeah, we've done four shows already, and they're, they're great. They're great shows. Uh, and the guys are really 
a lot of fun too. I like to tour with people that are good people. The last tour we did, we did with Men at Work and I love Colin Hay and, uh, and uh, John Waite, you know, it was like two Aussies and a, and a Brit, you know, and we were, it was one to call it the colonial boys tour. But, uh, so I like, I like to tour with, with, with people who are good people. Well done. I guess too, when you sort of drip feed or let people dip the toe into your new music, that encourages them then to go and buy the album and find out more, which is great. I'm looking at you now via Zoom. I I was seeing there are photos of you all over the internet, Rick Springfield, at the moment with your shirt off, and everyone is talking how you're 74 at the end of this month. You're in ripping nick. You're in a you're a great example for everyone, myself included. You're taking care of yourself as you get older. I guess that's important to you too. You look amazing. Um, I do. I've always, you know, like my dad died early from diet related stuff. And so uh, I started looking at what I was eating very early in life, like around 22. I got off the, you know, the meat pies and though nothing wrong with them. I have one every time. I have one every day. I come back when I come back to Australia because I love them. But, you know, the hamburgers and the hot dogs, all that kind of stuff and started eating organically and, uh, so that's very important. I, I, my wife is an amazing chef, which really helps, uh, cause we don't have to go out to restaurants a lot, which, you know, I don't, some, even a good restaurant has too much salt and all that kind of, but I, I, watch what I eat and I work out every day and I, I love what I do for work. That helps. Yeah. And this, you know, I realized early that, uh, I couldn't do what I do if I wasn't healthy in, in good shape. So. Well done. It behooves me to, you know, stay in some kind of shape. Yeah. Well, even as an audience member, you can tell, like, you know, as, as artists get on, sometimes there are artists that just can't maintain or keep the same kind of energy and voice that you hear. And you grew up as kids or you grew up as adults loving. And you, as I said, your voice uh, on the new album, Automatic, sounds as great as ever. Can I ask one Jesse's Girl question for you? Cause I've been dying to know this answer, whether it's urban legend or not. Is it true or false that whilst there isn't a Jesse, it was Gary? So the song could have been Gary's Girl, but you said, no, nah, that's not going to work? Yeah, it would never have been Gary's Girl. It was, but his name was Gary. And, uh, and I have the, I still have the original sheet that I wrote the song on. And um, I never wrote Gary because that was the original inspiration, right? So I, I thought, no, that doesn't work. So I tried Randy's girl and I have actually Randy's girl written on the top of the, of the paper that I wrote just, and then it's crossed out and Jesse's girl's written under it. So I, I just, Jesse sang better to me. You know, it's all about how it, how it uh, serves the song and Gary wouldn't have served the song. Neither would Randy. I'm just um, imagining Gary is a friend. He's been a good friend. It doesn't, this is a classic song. It's 43 years old now, Rick, and it's still getting as much radio airplay as ever. Yeah, yeah I'm very, uh, very fortunate uh, for that. I'm very thankful. It is such a thrill to see you. Uh, it's such a thrill to hear new music from you. We can do that. The new album, Automatic, is out now. As I mentioned, there's so many great songs on this, 20 songs Everywhere you get your music, uh, you can buy it online or in the uh, physical form as well. The only thing we've got to do, we've got to twist your arm, come to Australia, come see your family and your friends and your fans. We'd love to have you at some stage. I'd love to. I miss it very much. As I get older, I'm more drawn to the land. It's very, uh, very odd. I didn't expect that. Well, we hope to see you one day. Thanks so much, Rick. Really appreciate it. All the best on tour and good luck with the album. Thanks so much.